0: Welcome back to another episode of the Hitchcock Minute. Each week, movies by minute hosts examine the 1959 Hitchcock-directed thriller North by Northwest. One minute of screen time per episode. I'm Tyson Ferris.
1: And I'm Jeremy Sternhagen.
0: And we are from the Real Jaws Minute.
1: We sure are.
0: And today we're talking about North by Northwest, Minute 21. Minute 21 starts with Cary Grant not being done with his phone call, and it ends with him drunkenly sitting in front of a doctor.
1: (laughs) One of the funnier scenes in the movie, for my money.
0: Uh, Yeah. The first thing I noticed, uh, I like that uh, someone walks by like –
1: in front of in camera. In front of camera. Yeah,
0: and I I just like stuff like that because it feels <laughs> like they're in a real place.
1: Um, I almost expect there to be a uh, cut on that, like in Jaws, the way uh, the I, someone walks in front of the camera.
0: Yeah, totally. Spielberg the, cuts the, on it. The body wipe. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really like that they have that, and uh, I like that the officer—it's somebody he knows. He looks at him, like.
1: What do you mean, like? <laughs>
0: like the the. The officer that's with Cary Grant, yeah, um, or excuse me, Roger, um, <laughs> he uh, he he knows who the guy is that walks by. Like he gives a little like oh, smile. Yeah, yeah sorry, yeah. I was
1: thinking that he knows who Cary Grant is, and like that they have some kind of history together. That no
0: no 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 no, to no, 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 no. It's just like this is a police station, and
1: just another night in. Somewhere in upstate New York or in Connecticut or wherever they are. Where's Glen Glen Cove? I don't think they mention it in this minute, but that's allegedly where they are. Yeah. I have no idea where that is.
0: I don't. (laughs) Um, Somewhere north, but not northwest.
1: Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. I hear what you did there.
0: Yeah. Um, So there's uh, (laughs) the next thing I, I was like, I kind of got bugged that the, the guy's, like, trying to stop his phone call. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, he's entitled to that phone call. And then I was like, wait a sec, are you entitled to a phone call? <laughs> so I did a little research. Oh, okay. <laughs> you are not.
1: I, as, a, if you're...
0: as a citizen of the yeah. United States mm-hmm. and you're arrested by police, mm-hmm. there is no law in any of the states that say you get a phone call.
1: Then why is that just a common movie and TV trope?
0: It is a movie thing. That's it? Yep.
1: Okay. Well, I'll just try to remember that next time.
0: Now, it, it is often, uh, uh, it is a real thing in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, usually it's based on behavior. Okay. If you're fairly reasonable about being arrested, they'll give you a phone call just yeah. as a courtesy. Um, but you're not, but if you're like yelling, where's my f- effing phone call, you know, you're probably (laughs) not going to get one. Yeah. is basically what I'm getting at.
1: He is entitled to call his lawyer or he's at least entitled to not talk until he has representation.
0: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, with the lawyer thing, you know, until he's, I think it's only until you're formally charged. Are you allowed to have representation? Right. So even in questioning and stuff you don't actually you're not actually entitled to a lawyer until they actually book you for something
1: but you're also not required to but you're also not required
0: anything. to answer anything
1: exactly so yeah.
0: so there's there's where that
1: goes that's from. a movie trope too but it's a real one
0: yeah the miranda thing uh that actually came up when i was looking this up uh how they always give miranda rights when they're arresting someone that's not a real thing either really <laughs> yeah just because mm. you are um so they cannot read you Miranda rights and question you, mm-hmm. and that won't be admissible in court. Right, but it is if they get stuff out of you that is evidence.
1: Like they think it's going to be pertinent to a conviction. To
0: a conviction that can be used to uh, uh, that can be used to uh, arrest you. That can be evidence to arrest you. Okay. And then they can give you your Miranda rights. And then anything you say after that can be used against you. And even though those things, does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I thought that was interesting. So a lot of, a lot of the, yeah, a lot of this one phone call Miranda rights thing, a lot of it's just (laughs) made up uh, TV stuff.
1: I didn't anticipate us actually talking about like legal stuff in this minute. And I'm really glad we did.
0: Yeah. (laughs) fun. You never know what these things are going to bring up. <laughs> I was
1: uh, I was hung up on a few things. I was hung up on Officer Klinger's uh, pencil holster. I don't know if you saw that. The
0: pencil holster. <laughs> did I did notice that. that. <laughs> I did not make a note of it, but I did notice that's it. That's
1: pretty much, that's all I have to say about it. He's got a pencil holster. You know, not a. With not,
0: with not just one, but two, two pencils. You know, on his belt. Not yeah. like,
1: you know, no pocket protector thing up there. Yeah. Um, the There's a few things I noticed in this minute that stand out to me, just the movie as a whole. And we'll talk about the cinematography later, but just how it looks like a, like 10,000 watt floodlight is on them in this shot. The shadows they are casting is are uh, are, uh there's fierce. some,
0: there's some weird lighting in this movie.
1: It's very, it feels like a lot of fifties movies where it just, mm. you just are pouring light on the talent and it does not look, I mean it's the total opposite of like 60s and 70s cinema where it became very gritty and
0: very well, naturalistic.
1: Naturalistic. This yeah. is very much like
0: The Godfather, this ain't No,
1: this is like <laughs> this is bordering on like a stage play this yeah, movie. Yeah. I don't mean that as a criticism. It just has that kind of that pacing and the way people are, you know, delivering everyone's cheating towards camera. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of that even in this shot. Everyone's cheating towards camera. Yep. Um so I have notes on the. Have you heard this theory? And we'll probably cover this over the next couple minutes. Have you heard the the theories about the hidden meanings behind North by Northwest? Like if there's a if there's subtext to it? Uh,
0: no, I have not okay. heard that. <laughs>
1: and <laughs> so, just I'm sure our listeners are aware of this. I am.
0: I'm interested to hear what that is because I just the mere suggestion of subtext in this movie. I find dubious. <laughs> okay.
1: Well, I'm not saying I buy it, but you can just hear what I've read and and let me know what you think. Yeah. So I have read I'm uh I sh- uh, maybe I'll grab it in between recordings here. I have this Hitchcock book loaned to, loaned to me uh where this guy really dives into the deep meanings of these books and I think I got it from there, but um so the subtext in this movie that some people have posited is that Ernest Lehman the screenwriter for this movie uh, who also happened to write, I think, West Side Story, that he wrote this basically. Boy, that's different. Yeah. He wrote this basically knowing, like, I'm going to write the Hitchcock movie to end all Hitchcock movies. And I would, I, I'll bet other uh, uh, podcasters have brought this up too, this, the, the origins of the screenplay. But the one of the things that hidden meaning has been suggested by some people is that so? Ernest Lehman is Jewish, and in his original screenplay, uh, Roger Kaplan's character—the Roger Kaplan name was actually Rosen—and throughout the movie, the people pursuing him have very German names. So Klinger, Emil Klinger, uh, Van Dam—you know, not necessarily German, but uh, there's German things going. There's this weird.
0: The only Van Dam I know, I think, is Belgium.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it can be Dutch or Belgian or French even. Um, But anyway, the subtext uh, is that Roger Thornhill is Jewish and he is being pursued by German agents. Well, that's
0: lost immediately when you put Cary Grant in the role. Totally, yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And that – well, he's British. I don't know if he's Jewish.
0: Yeah. Um, archibald leach is not jewish i'm, I'm sure, sure of it yeah
1: <laughs> i don't know yeah. uh but i don't know uh, if you knew that
0: what was his real name
1: but yes i did yes yeah. i did um but anyway this the subtext being that the that a lot of the subtext of the movie is about being a jewish person uh naturalized in america trying to basically hide from your identity and then you have the thing like him you, know, you know like the Mount Rushmore finale and him like gaining the approval of the founding father. Like that. Anyway, I can unpack that a whole lot more, but some people have posited that there is that minor subtext going on in the movie.
0: Yeah, I could, I I, I could believe that. Um, I don't think that's in the finished film. I could see (laughs) he had that maybe in mind while writing it.
1: Yes. How much of it Hitchcock really, I don't think, I don't, I don't
0: think okay. any of it comes across on yeah. screen.
1: Oh, uh, another one is, uh, in, but I
0: can certainly see him thinking that while he's writing it and even that being, in, yeah, but I, I, don't think that comes across yeah. at all in the final yeah. picture
1: at the risk <laughs> you know. of talking about future minutes. Uh, the crop dusting scene after that concludes, there is a newspaper headline that reads, uh, that the people who survived escaped the Holocaust.
0: Oh, interesting. (laughs)
1: Escape, uh, you know, there's a crash and it's a Holocaust. Anyway. Anyway, so uh, think on that for Hmm. a while. Interesting. I don't know how much I buy it. I just think the movie is a straightforward, fun caper, you know. Not even a caper, just a fun, straightforward movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so then we get the line, um, I I like this, and I didn't notice it until like probably about the (laughs) third. I don't know. I'll ask her.
1: Oh, is that what he says? Yeah. Oh, what oh, what is the line that precedes it?
0: Well, he he's like uh, his his mother obviously on the other mm-hmm. side of the line mm-hmm. goes, uh, who's who's telling you to say this, you
1: mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm.
0: And uh he goes, "I don't know. I'll ask her."
1: He says her? Yeah. I don't think I caught that. Yeah. Okay. And i was
0: like, "Oh, that's a nice little touch." Yeah. And then he goes he's like who who is like who's asking, you know? <laughs> uh, Sergeant Emil Klinger. Um,
1: My favorite line is him responding to hearing the name and going.
0: Why is he so tickled by that?
1: Well, he, you can see Cary Grant hear his mother's response to which she presumably says, I don't believe it. Yeah. That his name is Emil Klinger and then he smiles and says I didn't
0: believe it either.
1: I think it's our first indication of what is going to be kind but of But he a goes Emil
0: and then he goes Emil? Emil. <laughs> and then he's like and he's like uh, and he's obviously listening to her like I don't think that's his real name and he's like I know I didn't believe it either. <laughs> um,
1: I think it's the the perfect way of setting up I think they've already so they already hinted at the character of mother in the opening scene. Yep. Um but I think it's this awesome through line in the movie is his relationship with his mother.
0: Well, and there's even a little nod in the opening scene uh, that she is a suspect to his, uh, his drinking.
1: Mm-hmm. I love, yeah.
0: <laughs> right. She's like a bloodhound. Yes. Like, I think is what he says. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I think that's funny how that kind of plays into this. So
1: this um, is there, is this the funniest Hitchcock movie?
0: Oh, gosh. It's pretty funny. Um,
1: Are there even other Hitchcock movies with overt comedy in them?
0: Well, there's Trouble with Harry, that dead body movie. That mm-hmm. It's like – it's Hitchcock's like Weekend at Bernie's.
1: Yeah. That's more black comedy whereas I would put this one in more of like just – there's just overt silliness in it.
0: There is. Um,
1: I haven't seen Trouble with Harry recently enough to comment on how
0: funny it is. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's, there's all I, 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 I think there's always humor in Hitchcock movies. Like, oh yeah,
1: they all have a little, little yeah. jabs here and there, little yeah. sly lines for yeah. sure. That's a tra- Hitchcock trait for sure.
0: Well, you know what he wanted on his gravestone, mm. but his family what wouldn't let him. Um, he wanted he wanted the epitaph on his gravestone to be, "This is what happens to bad little boys." So, <laughs> <laughs>
1: So that was something I was going to get on in future Which is wonderfully minutes, funny. Is <laughs> Hitchcock's own strange relationship with his mother. Yeah. Clearly comes through in a lot of his movies.
0: Yeah. and this is This is, one, this and, is, uh, this is prior to like the, the end-all be-all mother.
1: That would have been the next movie. The next movie. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, anyhow, yeah. Uh, definitely on his mind. Um... I, then I love he uh, he hands uh uh Sergeant Klinger uh the phone while he's looking at the base of the phone. Like he looks <laughs> at the base of the phone, he knows what to do, and then he just goes <laughs> <"Wrump."> <laughs> and hands it to him. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Cary Grant, man, this movie I know he's a I Which he, brings me into my next question. Yes.
0: Is he too over the top here? Um, he is right on that line, isn't oh, he?
1: Well, he's... Oh, is Cary Grant never right on that? He's always right on that line. Right. This and uh, um, uh, Bringing Up Baby. Oh,
0: like, yeah. And
1: what is the other... A Philadelphia story? He is just...
0: Or uh, the the one where he's... Where I literally think he's over the top is... And I still love it. Um, is Arseneck and Old Lace.
1: Mm, yes. Um, well, that is a comedy. Yes, yeah. I mean, as as are the other two I mentioned. Yeah. But he's... I I can't imagine anyone else in this movie. I you know I I could picture Jimmy Stewart, but I who this, really wanted it. Yeah, but for uh, this particular movie, I, I I I lean Cary Grant. Yeah, just like I think in Vertigo, I lean Jimmy Stewart.
0: Well, it's interesting because uh, uh, the story goes uh, Stewart was lobbying for this role really mm-hmm. hard. Yeah, And Hitch knew he wasn't going to give it to him, so he waited until he got, like, attached to another picture, which mm. actually was um, Anatomy of a Murder.
1: Oh, that's a terrible movie.
0: <laughs> and once he knew he was attached to that, he yeah. offered him the role, and he had to decline, and then he yeah, could give yeah, it to yeah. Cary Grant. Um, I so. have not
1: seen that in a long time, but I do know it's uh, highly thought, <laughs> thought of.
0: Uh shot in my other college hometown of Marquette, Michigan.
1: Oh, really? Yep. I had no idea. Yep. Okay. So I have to check that out again. I was just joking when I said it's terrible. I, oh, I no, no, it's that. a fantastic <laughs> film.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so here's the next thing. And this is weird to me. Are they in a police station or are they in a courtroom?
1: I think it's one and the same. I think we're in a small rural county and the, the, it's just like the county courthouse. But they're
0: slash. just going to, like, they don't have any, like, holding area or questioning area or, this is, like, bullpen. This is like
1: white-collar, uh, rich people. white, yeah. Coll- or, uh, yeah, white collar Yeah, white-collar, white central out here, I think. I yeah. Don't, I don't think if – I'd be amazed if this building has more than two jail cells.
0: Yeah, so much that they're drawing a line on the floor of yeah. the courtroom.
1: I think it's also just expedient storytelling, just – that just it, it certainly save
0: it certainly saves you a uh, another set for sure for sure yeah i feel like that might have been the reason
1: um <laughs> that's i'll save it for another minute
0: yeah i do uh, as far as his drunk acting i think he uh, the leaning is a bit much
1: you know who kn- i i've <laughs> seen plenty of drunk people and if you put a whole <laughs> bottle of bourbon in them i think he's I know plenty of people who would be right where he (laughs) is. Okay, okay,
0: maybe not, maybe not.
1: Some people, when they know they're drunk, they even they lean into it. They're like, I'm drunk. Mm -hmm. I probably could walk straight if I want to, but I'm just going to let it all hang out.
0: Sure, sure, I get that. Well, uh, yeah, all right. I think that uh, is it for Minute 21. That's
1: That's all I got.
0: Yeah. Hey, everybody, uh, you can check us out at The Real Jaws Minute, and uh, we're in season two right now. Um, we got so, a Facebook
1: page. You can find us uh, on the Facebook. Look for Real Jaws Minute.
0: Yeah, and a lot of, a lot of fun people talking about shark stuff over there. And uh, also, you can find the Hitchcock Minute podcast at Apple Podcasts and Google Play or at the main site, HitchcockMinute.com. And then uh social media for Hitchcock Minute is available uh the man on Washington's nose and on Twitter at the Hitchcock Minute. And uh yeah, join us next time uh right here on
1: The Hitchcock Minute.
0: The Hitchcock Minute. Or, you know, this week the real Hitchcock Minute.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> brand We're on Brand.
0: Yeah, sorry. Yeah.
1: Tyson and I are the real
0: (laughs) dot, dot, dot minute. All right, guys. Uh, We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Goodbye, Mr. Thornhill, wherever
1: you are.